Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new The Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. Each episode will introduce an area of technology that needs work and highlight the changemakers working on it. Join Chloe and guests as they tap into their passion about equity and rights for all. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. everyone and welcome to ITSP Magazine's The Change Making Podcast. I'm your host Chloe Mustagi and with me today I have Eric Bellardo who's the founder of Reyes Cyber Org and Yvonne Rivera who is the Deputy Executive Director at Reyes Cyber Org. Welcome both of you. Thank you very much for having us. Welcome. Wonderful. Thank you. Oh I'm, it's such a pleasure to have both of you to be honest. Um, so Let's talk about your organization. Eric, since you are the founder of it, let's start with you. Share a little bit about what was the reason of trying to create this organization and get started? What was that path? And what were some of the things that came forward when you were going through it? Yes, certainly. Well, again, thank you for having us here in the podcast. Um, So we founded RISE as a cyber about a year ago, August of 2021. And it was a result of some of our members coming back from DEF CON and saying, you know what? We saw very few Hispanics within the organization and within DEF CON. And they didn't see any representation for Hispanic, Latinos, Latinas, and Latinx in that community. And once I came back, it triggered something in me saying, look, I've been in the industry for 32 years now. And for many, many years, there's been nobody that looks like me in, in, in the field. And right after we started, there was a Aspen Digital report that came out that said only 4% of people in the field of cyber self-identify as Hispanic, Latino, Latinas, or Latinx. So it really gave us that onus to go and create and build this organization. We started the organization, we now have over a thousand members across the United States and some international. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. Oh, wow. You know, it's one of those things when you think about that statistic, 4%, um, you know, they identify as, you know, being Hispanic or Latino. That's so, it's a terrible thing to hear. You know, it is. I, it is. It's one of those things when you aren't, when you feel like you're the only one in the room with your background and your identity, it's incredibly hard to feel included and feel like they belong. And I, I mean, having such an organization like the one that you started gives people who are that 4% to know that there's a place for them to connect, network, and also to invite others to come and join to change that number. Yeah, definitely. And, and for Yvonne, you know, the numbers aren't out of how many Latinas are in the field of cyber. But if 
the total number is 4%. I can't imagine the amount for women in cyber. Yeah. I I feel like that's like the reason why many of us tend to leave. Um, And Yvonne, how did you get connected with Eric and his mission? So Eric and I um, apparently have many people in common, um, mostly because of our military, um, our, our military affiliations. And I think where I really met him specifically and heard about Raisa's cyber was last year's, um, us cyber games. Um, he was there and he presented and then, you know, I looked up the organization and, and I mean, I didn't hesitate. I went in there and I, I, you know, filled out the form to, to request to do the volunteering. Um, I thought it was really cool that there was an organization that was specific to Hispanics in cybersecurity um, and kind of to, to piggyback off what Eric said. Yeah. There, I mean, most of the time when I go into a room and I am in a meeting or, you know, when I work at a, at a facility at a site um, is a very good chance that um I am absolutely probably the only woman engineer um, and a very good chance that there are probably a handful, if not less Hispanics there. Um, so yeah, just to, to be in, in even in like the Raisa cyber discord channel where it is literally filled with uh, like-minded uh, cybersecurity engineers and stuff, you know, where, where we all have all these um, Hispanic uh, cultural things to share with one of the one another, and it, it's it's actually really nice. It's a great community, um, and, and we all have a lot in common. So it's it's nice to be there. It's nice to have that place. That's a wonderful thing to hear. I mean, honestly, when we don't have groups where we feel that you know some sort of representation, it makes us leave always at the end of the day. If we feel isolated and alone, it's, it's not easy. And it's one of those things where you feel like there's no future. If you don't see representation ahead, you know, in those roles that you want to have later on in your career. So t- why don't, this is a question for both of you. What have you seen so far since the organization has started? Well, one of the things that, you know, I always say almost every time is that I hear almost every day. I, I didn't know that there was an organization like yours. I didn't know that Raiza Cyber existed. So over the year, we've been trying to put out the message out there that, yes, there is an organization for Hispanics, Latinos, Latinas, and Latinx out here in the field of cyber. There's a lot of organizations for Hispanics in tech but none that were focused on cyber. And the other thing that's been wonderful is all the diversity and inclusion nonprofits getting together and working with each other. And I'm going to do some shout outs here to some of the organizations like Women in Cyber, Women's Cyber Jitsu, Black Girls Hack, Blacks in in code. Um, some of these other organizations are Blacks in Cyber, uh, Cybersity. A lot of these organizations are pooling their resources together and working. So sometimes there could be other areas like um, that you wouldn't think 
Afro Latinos that are completely misrepresented. They're, they, they feel like they can't fit in one or the other. Well, you know, we're working together to give them an inclusive space. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that as we're growing and as these organizations are working together, we're reaching other people that didn't feel that they had representation in the field. I think one of those things, it just brings back memories a little bit. So I grew up in Oakland and I've done some work in, in some of the schools in the area. And I always found like there were STEM programs for like the students that were in a better neighborhoods and, you know, more white students per se. And when you go into like Latino areas, there was no STEM programs. Correct. And it's one of those things, like if you don't have STEM programs at an early age, how are they going to know about this industry? And especially cybersecurity. I don't even think many of us were even heard about it when we were in high school or middle school as an option. Yeah. And one of the things that we're doing is trying to get into these high schools early on. We have some programs that we're looking to start here in this next new new year or new school year to bring the message of, of cybersecurity into those schools that may not have that representation and also teach the teachers teach this, the, the folks that are saying, these are the career fields that you can be in. Because if you don't even get told that that career field exists, how are you going to want to be there? Exactly. Um, and I mean, what are, I know that you're doing so much with this organization how can people get involved? So I think one of the first things that um, I would tell you know the listeners is to go to the Raisa Cyber website um, and you know check it out. Go to all the links. But one of the most important places is the volunteer sign up sheet. Um, what we're doing is what what I find important is what we're doing with that information is we're using it to help us um, you know hold events and bring cybersecurity to um, our local chapters. So this will allow, uh, for example, um, kids in the central Florida area to have access to cybersecurity type um, either education or, you know, some quick classes here and there. Um, we're trying to get embedded into local um, like trade shows so that we could have a table set up. Um, things like that so that so that we can kind of show people that we exist, gain members, gain sponsors. And so we could start going to the schools and bringing in cybersecurity at a younger age so that when they grow up, they have the option of being a cybersecurity practitioner. They know what it is. They've had hands on with it, you know, and, and maybe it, it'll be their future. And the ultimate goal is to kind of change the, you know, the balance, you know, to to add more Hispanics into the cybersecurity uh, domain, you know, bring up that percentage. Yeah. And, and understanding that it's not about the numbers, numbers of people coming into the field. It's about bringing diversity of thought into the field of cyber because everybody thinks a little bit different. And this is going to help bring and support the national security of the United States and all the different countries by having different people 
identify things in the field, in the technology, you know, bringing in more diverse thought into the field. If we all think the same, we're just going to look at the same problems the same way. I always use the reference of bug bounty and how bug bounty became so successful was because it, it brought people from all around the world to help look for bugs that your team couldn't find because your team, usually you hire people that match your team. So when you, when you are looking for bugs, those folks are not going to catch all the bugs because they have similar backgrounds usually. And versus when you like open the door for anyone around the world to look through that diversity and the way of processing information, looking for things through a different lens, it also protects us too and secures us more. What are some of the things? I'm sorry. I was going to say something really quick. Go for it. What else I noticed about the crisis cyber is that, um, you know, it it brings together a lot of um, Hispanics that aren't in cybersecurity. And now they're just like, oh, this, you know, this seems like a, a, a really awesome, you know, track to follow. And now they're, you know, older, you know, thirties, forties, and they're like, I'm going to give this cybersecurity thing a try. And now they're reaching out to, you know, to the community and saying, how do I get started? Where do I go? And now they're shifting their whole, their whole lifestyle is going from their current jobs to cybersecurity, you know? So I think it's really cool to see. Just hearing what you guys are doing and, and hearing the situation and everything. I knew the, the statistics were probably really bad of a lack of representation for the Hispanic and Latino communities, but I am also very floored to hear that it's only 4%. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, how can I help as an, as a person and um, also as someone who can, you know, have a company spearhead that and influence them to participate in activities in the future or if it means donating, what are some ways that someone like myself can give back or to help your mission? Well, we have various ways that you can help. Number one is, of course, provide you know financial support. If you go to the website, we have a donate button right there on the website, risecyber.org. Um, we're looking also for companies to help sponsor the mission and support us. And, you know, companies get a lot by sponsoring these employee resource groups or or charities or support activities like us, nonprofits, because we're training people. We're training the, the, like I said, the next generation of cyber defenders. So these are the people that they can come and hire and train and mold and bring into these organizations. So we offer, you know, for those companies to come and look at the, you know, five, six, 700 people that we have in our, in our discord to bring in and hire people that have this passion for the field. So support um, volunteer, you know, we say, you know, it's Latinos, Latinas, Latinx, Hispanics, and our allies. So we have people of all walks of life. We have people that are just coming into the field and we have people that have been CISOs for 10 years in our, in our organization. So come donate your time, do a talk. We have a summer of cyber 
education program going right now that every Saturday, one of our leaders or even one of the people that are starting in their careers comes and gives a talk, be it at soft skills, be it a technical skill. We just had Philip Wiley this week doing an intro to pen testing. So we have various topics and various study groups and things that People can help with their time and donation, as well as we have just opened 10 different city chapters across the United States from California to Washington, D.C. So donate your time by being there, supporting uh, both financially and with your skills to bring that message to the next generation. So my next question for y'all is, will you be attending DEF CON or Black Hat this year? Ooh, yes. So let me tell you, next week here, um, the 22nd, we have our very first Capture the Flag CTF for ISIS. So this is going to be incredible. We're bringing in a lot of people. Not only is it going to be a CTF, but it's a learning experience because we're going to have people who have done these on the Discord to help you through the challenges. Um, not only that, but the people that win this, and if we raise enough funds through this CTF, we're going to invite people to come and co compete for us at the Global Cyber Games Charity Battle at the Luxor during right between DEF CON and Black Hat. And so that's going to be a big, big, big thing. And we're going to be fielding a team. Raices is going to have a team. Um, and then we are going to be particip participants in the, we're going to have a table for the first time ever in the Black Girls Hack Village at the Flamingo for DEF CON. So it's going to be really exciting for the next couple of weeks for us. And then right after that, we have our one year celebration. So Lots of good things coming up for us. That is all very exciting. And I will definitely see you there um, for sure. Is there anything that you would like for people to know about your organization and why they should participate in your mission to make sure that it becomes a reality? I think uh, one of the most important things is let us, you know, help us to change that statistic. Um, help us uh, grow our community, be part of our community, bring in your um, experiences and your knowledge into our community and allow us to also be diverse internally. Um, help us grow by, by sponsoring us. Um, help us send five people to, you know, Black Hat so that we can earn money to you know, turn it into something for our communities to, to go out to our chapters and um, get these, these kids into cybersecurity. Um, to me, I'm very excited to see that part happen. Um, yeah, the, that's what I think. So. And the money that we've got gathered already has been put into next week. We have a very interesting activity in Arizona um, with the Arizona Cyber Group that 
we're going to be bringing kids to the Arizona cyber range, teaching them about security, doing an intro security and they're, and they're going to have maker spaces and all that stuff. So we're already giving to the community and teaching and bringing people up. So it's going to be really exciting. And I can't wait for this next second year of Raices and how we're going to grow. I, my next question for y'all is, do you ever get any people that are joining that, you know, they're, they had a previous career and something completely different, but are looking into getting into cybersecurity and they don't know where to start? Every single day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a time. good thing, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. We just have to and work on doing better to keep them here longer and making them feel welcomed. Yeah. And one of the things that has happened is that some people have felt like they didn't know where to go. And when they joined our community, and we hear this a lot, and you see, hear, you see it, people saying all the time is... I didn't know where to go. I didn't know that cybersecurity was so expansive. Um, I always tell people cybersecurity is not a job. It's a career field. It's, you know, there's 50 different jobs or job trades in there. So, you know, teach them about the different things, the red team, the blue team, the GRC, the social engineering, all the different areas of there. And when you tell them all this stuff, their eyes open, their passion starts to build. And we support these people. Like Yvonne said, 30, you know, 30, 30 sums, 40 sums that are sitting there and saying, oh, I want to change my career. We have somebody that came from, um, he was in food service and now has his first job in um, cybersecurity. We have somebody else in our group that was a mechanic and now is a SOC analyst. So we've got people that come from different different fields that come and get the bug for cybersecurity and they just love it and we support him and we give him training and we point them to the right direction and they do it all by themselves. That is what it should be like for every single person, no matter what their background is, they should be able to join. I mean, I, I love hearing these type of stories because I remember about five years ago when I joined, I wasn't really hearing too many stories like that where, you know, People that didn't have a technical background or a job previously, you know, they weren't able to join. But now there are opportunities or stories like the ones you shared where they have opportunities to come and join and be able to excel in this industry. And it's wonderful and welcoming to hear. And yes, I definitely have goosebumps. Um, I just want to say thank you all for being on here with me today and sharing about Raye says. Um, it's such a pleasure to have you on, Yvonne and Eric, and thank you for all the hard work that you're doing. And if there's ever anything that, you know, the community can do, feel free to let us know. That's that's what makes this such a great InfoSec community because we share these things with each other. We share resources and we want people to succeed no matter what. 
Thank you. And if you can put the message for the CTF, it is the 22nd through the 24th of July. And it's going to be a great um, activity. It's going to be a great weekend. So we can't wait to have you guys on there. If you can't participate, please help donate and um, help our cause. Thank yes. you. Agreed. Thank you very much for having us. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.